Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hey everybody, I'm so thankful that you would spend your Christmas Eve with us. I know, it's not what we expected either. A year ago when we were sitting together in the sanctuary and celebrating Christmas Eve, we would not have thought that we would have this moment. But I am so grateful that you would choose to set aside some time to worship the Lord with us and now to hear from the Lord's word. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem and the town of David because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living, in the, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good, no- good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Heavenly Father, we pray right now, God, that as we prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate this Christmas, we pray, God, that like the shepherds in the field, we would be reassured by you that this is not something to fear, but actually something that brings great joy. That here for Christmas Day, there will be your child born unto us, the Messiah, the one who comes to give us life. I pray, Lord God, that tonight we'd understand that in greater ways than we ever have as we look to your Christmas morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, there's one big question around Christmas. The big question is this, who is this child? Who is this baby that's been born? I mean, could it be that the crazy claims that are made throughout the rest of his life are actually true? Could it be that the Messiah, the Savior of the world, would be born in a manger? That would sleep amongst the hay? Could it be that it would be born to a mother and a father who had no influence in the world around them? Could it be that the one who would come to make right all that was wrong would be born in Bethlehem? Could it be that the one who we had longed for, generations had, had cried out for, in waiting with expectation, would be announced to some shepherds, that the first Christmas would be some 
folks working in the field coming to see a child laying in the hay? Could it be that he would grow up and say things like, I am the bread of heaven. I am the living water. Could it be that the claims that Jesus made that he was the forgiver of sins, that he offers freely his grace and mercy, could it be that when he said that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one would come to the Father except through him, could it be that all of these things are true? I mean, that, that, that Jesus is who God promised he would be. I mean, it's radical to think about it. It's radical to, to, to try to think about Jesus being the way in which you and I are invited into relationship with God. There's so many other things that we could give our minds to. Could it actually be that Jesus is the answer? C.S. Lewis, he said that, uh, that Jesus does not leave room for an option of us to just respect him as a good and noble teacher. His, his own claims leave no room for that position, even though it's pretty popular for a lot of people. I mean, we really only have the option of he either is Lord or he is a liar. Absolutely saying things, declaring things that could not be. Maybe I would say it to you this way. Jesus, the Messiah, desires to be more than just a nice guy, a friend, someone we call upon. He desires to be more than just uh, someone who helps us in times of need. I mean, Jesus is Lord. Is that true for you today? Have you actually said, Jesus, I desire you to be the Lord of my life? And I don't just mean, did you say that one time? I, I said it for the first time on November 4th, of 1994, I remember it to this day. But in order for Jesus to be Lord of my life, I need to say that daily. I need to daily re-ascribe to him the place of authority that's his. Jesus, take the seat of royalty in my life. Be Lord. I also want to say to us tonight, that because he is Lord, this means something. The child who was born in Bethlehem, who, who brought with him the claims to be the Savior of the world, has, that has implications for you and for me. His Lordship means, in part, we're not. It means that I am no longer on my own, the one who governs me. I no longer decide right and wrong for me. I am led by the leading of the Son of God, the promise and the fulfillment of the promises that God has made, fulfilled and satisfied through His Son. 
cannot accept his claims without also recognizing that those claims lay stake on my life. When I cry out, Jesus, your Lord, I'm also crying out, God, I need you. I need you to be Lord. I need you to take charge. I need you to respond. I need you to wipe away. I need you to, I need you to lift the burden. I need you, God, to overcome the uphill battle that I can't, to climb to places that I can't achieve on my own. He as Lord means that he's filled with love. He's extending my life. He's offering me grace. And he's inviting me into a relationship with God that transcends everything else. So yes, born on that Christmas morning, the Savior of the world, the Redeemer of my soul. Yes, the claims that he made are true. Yes, that leaves us with a choice. Friends, do you believe that? Do you believe who he is? Do you believe upon him for the hope of salvation? Maybe I'd ask you uh, the same question that Jesus himself asked in Scripture. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say... John the Baptist, and others say that you're Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say that I am? And then Simon Peter swelled up and answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. How will you answer that question tonight? Is Christ who he claimed he would be? Do you believe that he is the Messiah, the Son of the living God? When we consider that there was a child born in Bethlehem, that leads to an important change a reversal in the story, a dramatic change of roles for you and for me. When we come before Christ, we do not sit in a place of judgment before him. It is Jesus who is Lord and King. He is the miracle. The miracle of, of, of Christmas is the manger had a child in it in the flesh who would come to take upon himself the judgment for each one of us that we would not determine our own fate any longer, but Christ would determine our final destiny. Do 
Paul says to the church, he says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due to us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We'll see the miracle of the manger is that God became fleshed and he lived amongst us. He, he came not so that he could send us to eternal punishment, but he came so that he could restore us to the glory of God. John writes it this way, he says, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God and to those who believe in his holy name. Tonight, I just want to invite you, as you prepare for all of your Christmas traditions, as you prepare to unwrap your gifts as you prepare to celebrate all that God has done, as you prepare to, to enjoy friends and family, whether that's in person or on the Zoom, I want to invite you to unwrap one more gift. Some weeks ago, we wrapped this gift while teaching one of our Sunday morning sermons. This gift is different than any other gift we could give. It's different than anything we might else anything else we might receive. You see the gift I want to invite you to is a trust and a hope, a belief in the eternal promises of God. I invite you today, tonight. Would you join me in trusting God? Would you join me in trusting Jesus? Would you join me in believing the words of the Scripture that from this day forward would define the life that you and I live. Let's pray together on this Christmas Eve. Jesus, I believe upon you in the ways that are taught through this word. I believe in the miraculous nature in which you were born unto the virgin in a place that is less than ideal for people who had gone wayward to redeem and restore our souls. I believe upon you to be Lord. I recognize that you are Messiah. And Jesus, whether I've believed that for a long time or whether I'm believing that for the first time tonight, I pray that from this day forward that my life would be aligned with this book, that my steps would be in tune with your spirit that my understanding of right and wrong would be determined by your word and that my desire, each of our desires, would be to live according to your righteous and holy plan.
So Lord, I I yield to you as Lord. We receive you in the form of a child. Your work, the resurrection from the dead. And we seat you on the throne of royalty in our life. And I want to say this one time, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.